Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, Thunder fans? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. What's up, Thunder fans? We're here recapping the first regular season game of the 2018-2019 season on ring night against the Golden State Warriors in Oracle Arena. It did not go quite how we hoped, but here to recap it with me is the DH, the designated host until now, the master podcaster, the pastor, the Louisville slugger, and my co-host, Dylan Hunsinger. What's up, Dylan? Wow, I just, I just, I got to give you a little bit of a hand clap there, man. You, you stole my thunder with the intro. I, I appreciate it. I'm doing good, man. I'm a little sleepy, but I, I'm excited from what I just saw. Yeah, he's all the way in the East time zone. And hey, man, I learned from, like I said, the master podcaster and the pastor. So there we go. <laughs> all right. So to start the recap portion of this podcast, talking about the game, Let's start with the obvious from the first half of the game. Paul George was a bad basketball player in the first half. Yeah, he was not good. Um, you could tell it really looked like he was forcing his shot. Um, yeah. he, he was trying to go shot for shot with Golden State, which just doesn't work out. Um, and he just looked uncomfortable out there. Um, the very first play of the game, he got a steal, comes down to court and fires a bullet pass like nowhere near Patrick Patterson and at that point you could tell Paul struggling yeah man he did a couple of those he he tried to hit Ferguson I believe on the break also in the first half and just completely threw it out of bounds and I don't know so much if he was trying to go shot for shot at least after that first little spurt Mm -hmm. or if if he was trying to find the flow of the game which was something surprising because Coming off the preseason where he looked so comfortable and so confident, it was a, really a shock to see him look so hesitant to start that game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was definitely... First half Paul George was definitely not the Paul George we saw in the preseason, and it was uh, very concerning at first. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. But but luckily we had Dennis Schroeder to kind of keep us in the game while Paul, Paul George found his way through it, right? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Dennis was literally our saving grace in the first half. Uh, I think we was down 10 going into halftime, and yep. it, it would have been so much worse had we, you know, if Shooter wasn't on this team and Ray Felton was the point guard, it could have been so much worse. Um, he repeatedly attacked the, uh, I'm not going to say mismatch, but his matchup and Curry. Curry just couldn't stay in front of Schroeder. Um Schroeder would get to the rim. He could pull up and uh, shoot the mid-range, and he even hit a couple threes tonight. Uh, my only issue with Schroeder is he can get to the rim at will, but, man, he's got to work on his finishing ability. 
Yeah, and I think that's just something we're going to have to put up with because at this point that's just who he is as a finisher. But he did a good job getting to the line, and he had 12 points on 4 for 10 in the first half, which isn't great from the field, but that's decent efficiency. You know, like how many times last year did our third scorer score more points than he took shot attempts? You can count them on a couple of hands. Yeah, for sure, man. He was a... He was a godsend at that point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and he had a pretty good second half, too. But luckily in the second half, Paul George kind of found himself. And you could just see it as soon as he stepped on the court, really. I mean, he knocked down a couple jumpers immediately. But more than that, it was just... It was really how he was bouncing the basketball, if that doesn't sound crazy. Like, he was banging it off the court, like, confidently. And it looked a lot more like what we saw in the preseason. Now, a few stats. In the first half, Paul George had six points on one for eight field goals. Now, he did have four steals and three assists, so he was getting involved in other ways. But six points on one for eight from who's supposed to be the superstar when your other superstar is out is just not going to do the job. In the second half, he had 21 points on eight for 15, which is going to do the job. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, just like you said, he definitely – he came out of halftime with a different – his whole demeanor changed. And he's playing with confidence. And, you know, you talk about how you could see how he was playing different with the way he dribbles. Um, a lot of guys find their rhythm in their dribbles. Um, you know, some guys find their rhythms in uh, shooting the ball off spot-up opportunities, but a lot of guys need to dribble the ball a couple of times, you know, to get rhythm dribbles in order to, you know, get themselves going. So – that may very well be the case with Paul, and if that's the case, it's good we're learning that in the first game. Yeah, and you're right about that because I feel like Steph Curry is one of those guys. Uh, <laughs> I feel like KD is to some extent, and even just there was one possession where he bobbled his dribble and the crowd went, oh, like he did it on purpose, and I think that kind of got him going. But, yeah, I think you're right that sometimes just feeling the ball in your hands can get you going. And if, if we haven't made it clear yet, we sound pretty happy about this game because I think the Thunder showed a lot in fighting back without superstar Russell Westbrook, who missed this game, FYI. But the Thunder lost, and they lost 108-100. to And, you know, it, it, it was kind of an impressive effort, though, missing your star and integrating a bunch of new pieces. And I thought Schroeder and Noel like really showed how they can be valuable and Noel in particular really made an impact in his minutes on the court what do you think about that Dylan I mean yeah dude Nerlens was just doing what Nerlens does and that is trying to make an impact anywhere he can um you know he came into the game and he immediately got a rebound off a missed shot and tipped it back in over somebody's head I uh, came into the game and the ball was going out of bounds he flipped it out to his teammates for the save Blocked a couple shots, got some nice rebounds, made some pretty good passes. Like, Nerlens was all over the place tonight. And, you know, like I said, or like you said, um, he was really showing how important he is. Yeah, I'm the host this one, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I went back to Thunder Chats for a second. (laughs) I haven't found quite the way to express this, but all the letters, if you just switch them around a little bit in in Noel's last name, switch around to being Elno. Uh, I, I saw that on your Twitter. <laughs> I, I'm workshopping it. It needs a rewrite, but it, there's something there with that. So that so Noel was great in this game, but that's that's not to downplay 
how effective Steven Adams was. And the Thunder were asking a little bit more of him in this game, which is a factor of Russell Westbrook being out. But it's also something we saw foreshadowing of in the preseason with running the ball through his hands a little bit more. He had four assists in this game, which is, I don't know off the top of my head, but is would that is that a career high? It might be. It, it very well could be, and I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, I mean, he, he was great out there, man, um, passing the ball at least. Um, you know, that very first assist he had to Patterson, it was just mm-hmm. a little bounce pass, right, like a little pocket pass uh, past uh, Draymond Green's hand, got Patterson the ball right under the basket. He was able to finish and get fouled. And one, yeah. And, and that was yeah. a narrow window too, right? Like yeah. that was a tight that was a tight window. And that was our first first points of the game. Like Stephen Adams got us going after the Warriors went up five nothing. So, um, you know, his passing was really understated, but I, I liked how he really took advantage of Kevin Looney just because, you know, he was obviously looking for Dennis or Paul on the first action, but if he couldn't get it to him, he's like, All right, go time. I'm taking it to this guy. <laughs> Yeah, you know what, and as much as I hate to say it, Kevin Looney and uh, Damian Jones, I think that was his name, were Mm -hmm. actually pretty good. I mean, they have very narrow things that are asked of them playing with this team, but they performed them pretty well. They had some blocks and some dunks and some putbacks and some rebounds, and, and when you're playing with a team like the Warriors, that's really all that is needed from you. Yeah, for sure, and uh, I got a little bit more to say about them, but I'll save it for uh, for a later segment. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so there's a couple position battles going on on this team, and while the Warriors made it clear that they're still basically in tryouts during the regular season playing, I think they played everybody on their roster. Um, Alfonso McKinney got some run. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, the Thunder didn't play everybody. TLC didn't play, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody else who didn't play for the Thunder? Nader didn't play. Nader um, didn't play. That's right. I think it's just those two, right? Of the of the of the main roster guys. Up, yeah. Right. You know, yeah. Dave, Tyler Davis and Burton was there for the trip, which is kind of a head scratcher if you didn't think you were going to play them, uh, wasting well, one of their forty-five days. Right, and I'm not. Con- I'm confused more as to why Burton was on the trip than Tyler Davis because Stephen Adams was a game time decision. So mm-hmm. if he couldn't have played them, we're going to need another big, uh, assuming we don't want to run Jeremy Grant out there as a backup five again, which is something we're trying to train him not to be. Yeah. But, <laughs> but speaking of Grant, the position battle that we're going to talk about first is the Grant versus Patterson battle and neither one of them were great in this game uh, but they both kind of did their job do you agree with that yeah for sure you know Patterson the big knock on Patterson ever since you know we acquired Patrick Patterson is he doesn't shoot the ball enough he's very passive you know Patterson's a willing passer and he's got a high basketball IQ but um, tonight I think he shot the ball nine times uh, he, he made one of his four three-point attempts, but hey, most of those shots, especially those threes, were were open shots. Those are the shots we want Patterson to take, and... Yeah, they were. 
you know. Uh, ex- we, except those post-ups that he kept trying. He tried the exact same move on Clay like at least twice and didn't even get close to making it either time. We need to probably retire that set. Yeah, man. I mean, we. I think Patterson and Grant both tried posting up Clay, and I mean, Clay's a big boy. <laughs> Clay held his own against him, so credit to him there. But uh, yeah, Jeremy Grant. I mean, you know, he was aggressive out there, getting to the rim a couple times. He knocked down a three, um, and you know, he he just played really solid defense. I think he had three blocks and um, took a couple charges there um, on Kevin Durant. Really played solid in Kevin Durant, uh, with the exception of Kevin Durant almost just destroying his ankles. But um, that that was called back for an offensive foul. But, I mean, honestly, I, I was very pleased with both of their performances. Well, I was pleased with their performances. And like you said, Jeremy Grant, and he might be one of the best one-on-one charge takers that I've ever seen. He, he took one on, on Curry off the ball where he caught Curry oh, yeah, yeah. Try, trying to run where he was going and, and got in his way. And that's a real talent. Like, uh, Nick Collison didn't take him like that, you know. He took him as a help defender. Paul George tried to take one, and he got called for a block. So it's it's really hard to do. And and Patterson was solid, and he got a lot of rebounds, and he looked athletic out there. But uh, Patterson and Grant were 4 for 16 from the field combined. And we're ex- we're expecting a hike in efficiency in, from our power forward position this season. And let's just say we didn't see it tonight, but let's let's hope we do in the future. Uh, just FYI, going back to Adams, four is not his career high in assists. He had five against the Nuggets last March. Mm, against Jokic. So, <laughs> against Jokic. That's right. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the other position battle that we've got going on the Thunder, which is, we'll call it the shooting guard spot. It's really just looking for that other wing. Um, so I guess we'll start with the matchup that's kind of on the tips of everybody's tongue at this point, which is Terrence Ferguson versus Hamadou Diallo. Um, people see a lot of similarities between those guys, and they have been disappointed by Ferguson and have gotten very excited about a very few minutes of Hami. But let's just say that this game won't have done anything to dissuade people who are clamoring for Hami to play over Ferguson. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been singing Hami's praises all preseason. Um, you know, we, we both liked him coming out of the draft. And yep. I, I've just been really impressed with Hami's activity on both ends of the ball. Um, you know, he, he finds a way to get involved on offense. He has a nose for the ball on the rebounds. And I thought, with the exception of a couple of fouls, I thought he played solid defense on Clay Thompson. I think he played as good a defense as you can expect a rookie to play defense on, you know, an all-star in Clay Thompson. Um, you know, he hit a jump shot. Uh, he hit a uh, floater there late. Um, and I think he he missed one other shot. So... He shot the ball decently well for the shots that he took, um, and he even had a couple good passes. And, you know, like I said, he was just extremely active. Um, And the exact opposite can be said for Ferg. You know, Ferg had zero points. Yeah. Ferg wasn't very active. He kind of retreated to the corner until the last few minutes. I got to give Ferg the credit. You know, he almost stripped Kevin Durant in a late possession. 
Um, he tipped the ball out on an offensive rebound on a crucial possession back out to Schroeder, only for him to miss the three. Um, and he did miss a shot, I think, prior to Kevin Durant, almost stripping Kevin Durant. Yeah, uh, three-pointer. Yeah, pretty wide-open three-point shot. It would have been nice for that to go in, but... Missed it pretty bad, too. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't <laughs> great. Um, so, you know, different things could be taken away from uh, that spot, but I think Hami definitely outplayed Ferg tonight. Yeah, and like we talked about on our podcast we did with Mr. Brady Trantham, you just notice when Hami's out there on the court, right? And I think the best way to sum up how he played tonight is that he's not scared at all. He no. feels like he belongs out there, and he is no holds bar, hold nothing back, and you know what's to the wall every every minute of every game. And it, it's really impressive. Like, I mean, I don't, he got an N one in traffic, which which is pretty cool. <laughs> if like you said, Ferg showed a lot at the end of the game. He even had that one where he came around the corner from the left wing and dished it to Adams, and that was a big mm-hmm. bucket. And that was a lot of action. But the thing is. It took a whole summer camp of them stressing Ferguson to do that kind of thing for him to do that kind of thing. And we saw it from Hami in the second game of the preseason. He did that exact thing, hit hit Burton in the corner for a three, the exact same play. And it, it just feels a little bit like Ferguson's behind the curve compared to Diallo and that Diallo is probably going to take a lot of his minutes unless Ferg really steps up and shows us something. Yeah, and, you know, I think Andrew Schleck actually tweeted, it looks like Ferg's afraid to touch the ball on offense. And yeah, you, you, you don't want that from your shooting guard. Well and, well, and more than that, there was a couple times where it looked like Paul George in particular was a little bit afraid to give it to him, which is worse. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was a couple times he was out in transition a little bit ahead of the pack, and instead of giving it to him where he had to take a couple dribbles to get to the rim, the whoever the ball handlers were waited until he wouldn't have to take any dribbles and I think that speaks a lot to how people expect him to handle it when he has to make a play on his own now the third guy that's up for minutes at that second wing position is Alex Abrines and he played pretty good tonight he he was hustling a lot on defense. Like he was actually pretty impressive guarding people. Uh, he had he only had eight points on two of six from three. But I think we all just expect his three point percentage to be something that's a little bit more reliable than two for six. Like he's proven that he's a thirty eight percent three point shooter at worst. And they're doing a lot of interesting stuff getting him on the move. Now it feels like they might be angling to keep him with the bench unit with the people he's playing with but I think he's been really impressive and I think starting for him shouldn't be out of the question yeah and you know Abrinas is somebody that I've been uh I've been really high on especially since the preseason just because um you know we talked about in the weekly uh he shoot he shot 42.8 percent from deep uh in the preseason so I mean that's that's exceptional um, he only did that in three games, you know. Like you said tonight, he shot two of six, which is about thirty-three point three percent, whatever. Um, but yeah, that, about. but that's still that's still better than you know Andre Robertson, better than Ferguson, you know, better 
you know, than the people he's competing against. But as awesome as his three-point shooting was, and it was, um, you know, he was getting those shots in rhythm, even those ones that he missed, they were open, they were in rhythm. I want him taking those shots. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it was tied for best on the team tonight with Schroeder, who was also two for six, and George, who was four for 12. So that's all. We didn't shoot great tonight, which yeah. is pretty crazy. We're missing our best player and lost by eight to the Golden State Warriors, and nobody shot well. So, yeah, I mean, we shot, just, I think, 10 for 37 from the three-point line. and uh, It's not great. Yeah, no, it's it's not great. That doesn't win you a lot of games. Um, we also, by the way, shot 64.9% from the free throw line. Also not great. Well, I think we shot around 72% last season, and which was second to last in the league. So let's just say 65% is is not great. It's not, where you wanna, it's not where you want to be at, for sure. It's not, yeah. Um, the one thing that I was really impressed with on Alex Brinus, I actually tweeted it. Um, mm-hmm. He got the ball on the wing. He pump faked. I think he drove past Clay, And Draymond Green was waiting for him at the rim, but he was able to finish in traffic, get called for a foul, and uh, he converted the M1. And I, I tweeted, you know, this isn't a play that Alex Abrinas could make last season. Like, that's right. This is a yeah, new Abrinas. That's a good point. And if, if he can continue to do that, then he might make his way up that rotation. All right. So with that said, I think we've covered about all the players who had a real impact on this game. Let us know if we missed anybody. We didn't talk about Raymond Felton, which I think <laughs> is okay. <laughs> so with that we're going to introduce a new segment which is covering things that aren't really covered by the box score called out of the box yeah the thing that i really took away today um that you couldn't really tell in the box score is just how active we were defensively um you know the warriors did get their fair share of open shots um particularly Clay and Steph. Um, yeah. But for the most part, we did a great job of, you know, having somebody on them whenever they was about to shoot a jump shot. Um, Jeremy Grant, I thought, did a great job on Kevin Durant. I spoke about Hami on Clay. Um, honestly, I thought Dennis did a pretty, you know, pretty okay job of chasing Steph around all those screens. You know, I, I was really encouraged with what our team looked like defensively for the first game of the season. Without Dre out there, without Russ out there, and um, you know, I mean that that was my big takeaway. You know, when like I said, we was down ten come, going into halftime, and we was able to, I think like three or four minutes into it, come out with a two point lead, and um, you know the Warriors called timeout, and you know PG was a big part of that, Dennis was a big part of that, but the main reason was we was able to lock in on defense and get stops and limit their open looks. So. If we can continue that, especially with Dre coming back, then we're gonna be we're gonna be a scary good team on defense. Yeah, and I you mentioned Hami, and I think somebody that really needs a shout out in this out of the box segment, if we're talking about defense, is Nerlens Noel, who oh yeah, I don't think he got to really play a ton in the second half, but in the first half he really showed out. Like that that bench unit, I think really demonstrated to the starters in real time how you have to give effort against the Warriors 
Yeah. Like Noel was flying around everywhere. Like you said, Diallo was very impressive for for a rookie, especially a rookie in his first game of the season. Abrinas was giving maximum effort. Like Jeremy Grant was flying around. He he blocked Draymond Green at the rim on a dunk attempt from behind. Yeah. Like I think Schroeder particularly came out of the gates not really understanding the urgency that needs to be shown to guard Curry, but I think once he saw that bench unit, and you know what, I I don't have the stats to back this up, but I think the person I just disrespected, Ray Felton, actually did a really good job (laughs) matched up on Curry. I think he does a really good job staying in front of him and playing physical, and I think it showed Schroeder a lot. Schroeder, I'm sorry, and embarrassed. But, so yeah, I think the bench was instrumental in in making that outside-the-box contribution. All right, so now that we've pretty much covered the game, it's time to go to something we're going to be awarding for every game, something that people are going to write home about and give thank-you speeches for to God and their entire families. So without further ado, the Academy Award for Player of the Game goes to... Do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? That'll <laughs> be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. It seems dumb. It does. Okay, so <laughs> I promise usually we're going to give this award to somebody who actually played in the game. But for this one, it just felt most appropriate. And honestly, there just wasn't a player who blew us away with their stat line or their performance other than Paul George's uh, third quarter. So the player of the game award goes to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. The Academy approves. <laughs> no. Look, the, the, this game really just shows the value of having a guy like him. Like, you saw how the Thunder were able to put forth maximum effort on defense. Uh, they didn't shoot well, so there is that. But when it came down to the wire and the game was close to tied with a few minutes remaining, it became really obvious that the Thunder just didn't know how to get a shot. Mm-hmm. And very rarely has that been a problem when Russell Westbrook's been out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, that that's one of the main purposes for Russ is, you know, he, he can take anybody off the dribble. Yeah. He can get to the bucket whenever he wants. He can pull that cotton shot whenever he wants. And if it's not there, guess what? You've already got the defense sucked in, and you can kick it out to whoever you need to. And, you know, that's pivotal on offense. Um, the thing that I thought we missed Russell the most with was his uh, was his rebounding. Um, you know, we talked about Lena, We talked about Jones and how they were effective. Um, not so much specifically Jones, but Looney. A lot of the shots were made mm-hmm. off of offensive rebounds. Um, some, like, direct tips off offensive rebounds. And, you know, Russell Westbrook gets a bad rap for stat padding. I did air quotes for those of you who can't see, which is everybody but Steven. You know, he gets a bad rap for I can stat vouch padding. for it. He did it. I, I swear he did it. <laughs> he gets a bad rap for that, but, you know, as Thunder fans, we try to tell people, you know, it's good for this team. We need him to do that. And, you know, Stephen Adams can't box out the entire team. And, you know, he boxed out his man when he would crash in. And there was nobody there to contest him. 
Who's usually there to contest him? Russell Westbrook. Russell so, Westbrook. Yeah, that's uh, that's where I really thought we missed him. Um, that in the late game situation, like you was talking about. Well, yeah, that in the late game situation, and let's just say we were fairly impressed by Dennis Schroeder, and we were fairly unimpressed by Ray Felton, <laughs> and let's. Imagine if we had put Schroeder in Felton's minutes and put Westbrook in Schroeder's minutes. Do you think that's worth eight points? Uh, it might have been. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think we went by 30. Yeah, so I, I think that's what I'm saying too. So the thing about having a, an all-star superstar like Paul George is he's going to have a great points per game average and – He's usually going to end the game with a pretty good score. But what you need is somebody to keep you afloat when he's having cold stretches because he's going to have cold stretches. Yeah. And he had one of those in the first half, and Dennis Schroeder did a pretty good job with 12 points keeping us afloat. But Russ would have had more than 12 points. And then Paul George's hot streak would have just been a bonus instead of necessary. So I think that's a big deal, and that's that's why Russ is going to be our Academy Award winner for Player of the Game in Game 1. I've got a golf clap so I don't wake up my wife. <laughs> All right, so moving on from that, we're going to do another segment, which we've done before, called The Terrible Twitter takes of tomorrow. So, as as we've done, this is a segment where we talk about the terrible Twitter takes that people are going to have tomorrow. And with Russ out, it seemed like a prime time for us to do this kind of segment. So, the Thunder almost won this game without Russell Westbrook. Should, should Dennis start? Should Russ be moved to the two? Yep, I, I, I could definitely see that uh, I have a few acts <laughs> in my head um, who are probably thinking that at this moment. It sounds like either a Twitter take from a Houston Rockets fan or from a Thunder fan circa 2012. <laughs> um, I have one also including Dennis Schroeder. Um, is Dennis Schroeder the most elite shot blocker on the Oklahoma City Thunder? I mean, to be fair, his block was extremely impressive. Um, I didn't think he could get up with Clay like that, but daggone it, he met him at the rim. Um, yeah, man. I, I mean, it's either between him, him, and him or Nerlens Noel because Stephen Adams didn't even have one, so clearly he's not in the running. Okay, so my next one. This is something people are definitely gonna say tomorrow. Adams had 11 rebounds, which is more than he averaged last season. So is this the kind of performance we can expect from him without Russ out there stealing rebounds from him? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. clearly. All right, uh, my, my take is uh, one I actually tweeted um, <laughs> just for fun in the preseason. Uh, Steven Adams is as offensively gifted as Nikola Jokic. He just isn't featured. Man, 17 points, 4 assists. Like, how can you even argue with that? I mean, and 50% shooting? Come on now. <laughs> All right, and here, here's my last one. 
which I think is obviously correct and something people are definitely going to say. Like, I mean, look, Paul George scored 27 points tonight, and you saw him ball out in the third quarter when he was with an actual distributing point guard. Should Paul George be the Thunder's Batman? Some may argue that he should. <laughs> I think I think it was pretty obvious Paul missed rest for uh, a lot of stretches tonight, though. <laughs> I mean, if you say so, man. I'm I'm just I'm just putting it out there. This is what people are gonna think. We should definitely like tweet some of these out just to see the reaction. I I can I can tell you from experience the Adam Jokic one uh, sets a fire to NBA Twitter. <laughs> And I can tell you from experience that half the ones I've I just mentioned I've already seen on NBA Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, that's the end of our recap episode for the Thunder's first real regular season game. Yes, the Thunder are 0-1. Uh, and I don't know if you as a listener believe in moral victories, but... I feel pretty good after this game. Dylan, how do you feel? Uh, yeah, I actually tweeted something out about this game um, that I feel like it sums it up the best. Uh, did we lose? Yes. Were we missing our best player? Yes. Were we missing our best defender? Yes. Did our second player not show... Best second... <laughs> snip, snip. Um, did our second best player not show up until halftime? Yes. Were there good things? Yes. Were there bad things? Yes. Do we still suck at free throws? Yes, but am I encouraged? Yes. Yeah, man, there's there's really not much that went right. And we lost to the Warriors on ring night in Oracle by eight points, and I feel pretty good about it. So with that said, thank you for listening to anyone who's listening. You can find us at OKC Topic Thunder. Now that's Thunder Basketball on iTunes. Please subscribe and rate us five stars and leave us a positive review there. Uh, You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And as always, Thunder Up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.